Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Surviving Dystopia. Uh, as you can tell, it's a Christmas show. Not really, it's just the holiday season has kicked in, and uh, I started off a little bit of Christmas music to, oh, just uh, get us in the mood. It is, uh, this show is being recorded November 28th. Uh, Thanksgiving has passed, and I'm sufficiently full and very thankful for the food that I had. Um, you know, it, it's a very poignant time of year uh, to think about preparations and to think about, um, you know, just just the, the situation that we currently sit in. Uh, we can go to the grocery store and uh, buy ourselves a big fat turkey. We can sit down with friends and family and stuff ourselves until we, we can no longer move and need to take a nap. We can watch football on TV and... Um, just really just enjoy life and be thankful for the things that we have Um, then you have your leftovers that you eat uh, for the next three days or so until you're all turkeyed out while you wait for Christmas dinner to come along Uh, speaking of Christmas dinner you know uh, there are there are so many thoughts you know in my mind the winter season is coming and um, With that brings uncertainty for many people. Um, like my kids, for example, um, our house is heated exclusively with wood. And if I don't have enough wood, we're not going to be very warm. Luckily, I live in the middle of the woods, so I can just go out and cut down a tree that's already dead and start burning it. But, um, there, you know, the, the winter months are the hardest months. And if you are a prepper, these are the ones that you spend all summer preparing for. So on this show, welcome. Uh, this is Surviving Dystopia, and this is the very first of the recorded shows. Um, I will be moving into a live format uh, coming soon. Uh, I'm trying to get through a few changes and things, and a um, and the holiday season as well. I got a lot of things going on. Um, many of you may have heard me on proper broadcasting. Um, I had to take a time out uh, from the live show format. My internet wasn't working so good, and uh, I had to uh, seek out a different, a different means of internet <clears throat> to do things. I was because I lived so far out in the woods. I had to use a mobile hotspot, um, and I used Verizon, and and it's a very good hotspot. Um, but sometimes the connection, even on the telephone, if I were to call in the connection wouldn't be as strong as it as it could be and so I had to um, I had to take a time out from that um, I really enjoyed being on that show uh, surviving dystopia there on on prepper broadcasting and I can't say enough good things um, 
they have some really wonderful hosts over there with some really great information. I highly recommend that anyone who's listened to this show give it a shot. They're, you know, live every night of the week um, at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. You can pick a show with a host and you're, you're undoubtedly going to get a great show. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I am, I am uh, blessed and so grateful for the opportunity that G-Man gave me over there. And I just want to throw that out there on my very first show here on the recorded format. Uh, now, you know, to a few housekeeping things. Uh, first of all, um, anyone who's listened to my show, you know, you know who I am and how I operate these shows. Uh, today, being the first show, I didn't want to get into any real meat of anything. I just kind of wanted to get the introduction out there and talk about the show format and things like that and and get some stuff going on out there. Um, If you want to hear any of my previous shows, uh, you can find them, you know, they're on Blog Talk Radio, they're on uh, Prepper Broadcasting, but a nice easy way to find them, I've got them all lined up all by themselves uh, in the media section of the Surviving Dystopia website. It is survivingdystopia.com. Um, if you go over there, uh, it's my blog. Oftentimes you are going to find transcripts-ish of this show on there. Oftentimes I'll take the topic and, um, not today's show of course, but uh, oftentimes the topic in my notes will be my blog post. Um, so, you know, to get my notes organized and things like that, I'll be writing the blog post and then um, I will be uh, posting it over to surviving dystopia and then I can you know I'll be talking on the points on the blog post here I was doing it the other way around but I found that I got myself behind and wasn't able to put the blog posts up um, after the show so my goal now is to write the blog post first and then use it as my show notes because it seems double duty to be uh, writing the show notes out and then um you know, doing the show and then turning around and writing it again as a blog post. So instead of writing show notes, I'm just going to write the blog post and then give you excerpts in the show notes uh, for uh, this show. So that's just one change. Uh, Another change that's coming up is I have a couple of other hosts that are going to be helping me with this show. Uh, They should be coming on later on in the show. And moving to the live format, um, I'm not sure if Surviving Dystopia will become a channel or if it's just going to be the single show that will be put out. Um, I may put it out every day. I may put it out once a week. Um, hopefully you can sign up to the blog feed. And, uh, I mean, well, yeah, you can sign up to the RSS feed on my blog, but and that will tell you whenever a new show is coming out. But also, if you are on podcasts, like I am on podcasts, it's, it's an iTunes uh, podcast it's a podcasting, it's got, uh, you know, podcasts, you, you, you sign up for the, the podcast, I'll get all the instructions at a later time, I'm not sure, I just touch the button and go find a podcast, and, and then I follow it, and then whenever they have a new show, the podcast tells me there's a new show out there, so um, it's great, you can use it for both Android and um, iPhones, it's not exclusively an iPhone thing, I know my son uses it to listen to some of his podcasts, and he has an Android, so... Uh, This is how I know you can use it in either. But I will find out the details of this and and broadcast it moving forward. Um, I don't know if you can tell by the sounds in the background, but I am literally driving to work. I've decided to try to get some of these recorded shows done in my hour and a half drive to work. Um, I do drive a long way. I live southern, down, uh, I don't know, maybe 
30 minutes or so uh, south of uh, Cincinnati in K- Kentucky, but I work uh, on the north side of Cincinnati. So um, I don't know if y'all know, but we I am a, I am a general contractor. I uh, literally climb ladders and do drywall and paint and electrical and all kinds of things. To uh, that's that's where the money comes from. I do actually have to work for a living, and uh, that's what I do. I'm a contractor. I, my son's business, we renovate and flip houses. Uh, if you ever want to, you know, see what we do, you can, uh, we do have a Facebook page. You can look it up. It's, it's Wicked Good Services. Uh, Wicked Good, that brings out my New England side. I am originally from New England, so uh, that's where we get the Wicked Good from, uh, we, New England terms. You may hear, especially when I get excited about things, you may hear my, my New England or Boston accent come out. Because Lord knows I can park a car like anyone else. But, um, yes, I am a contractor. But I am also a writer. Um, I uh, have a couple of novels out there. They are the dystopia series. Of uh, On top of writing the blog, I also write books. I am in the process of writing the third book and a novella, which is a character book, uh, for the series. Yes, I'm writing them both at the same time. There's a reason for this. But um, the first two books are out there. The first book is Dystopia, The Beginning of the End, and the second one is Dystopia, The Long Road. Um, the good thing about either one of these books is they can be read standalone. Uh, they are stories about two different groups. Um, these groups know one another. The first story is the first group that lives in Kentucky, and uh, we run into a SHTF situation, and we see how they react. They are like you and me, preppers. Not survivalists, just just everyday preppers, and uh, they make do as best they can. The second group are of a prepper mindset, but they realize that they are not in a good location and they must move. So they their book is a journey of them coming to the group that is in Kentucky. The book I'm working on now is the time during the collapse of both groups together. Um, I will tell you the third book is getting pretty dark. Because the first book is kind of fluffy. It gives you an idealistic look as to how things could look if you are prepared. The second book is the look at a journey and the different things that you can run into. And also looking at a few different things about it may... We all watch Walking Dead or other, you know, dystopian genre movies and such like The Road or, um, you know, different shows and things like this that that show you the view of how bad things can get. And yes, they can get bad and, and, you know, indeed even worse than we can imagine. But um, they can also be not so bad. I'm reminded of something, and this is the reason I wrote the first book the way that I did. I'm reminded of something. I also am a college student. I go to school full-time. I am in school for English and Creative Writing. Uh, Because I want my works to be as good as they can possibly be. And I realized with my first book that I have some holes in my education. So I, you know, pulled up my bootstraps and headed back to school. Um, I have been, (coughs) oh, excuse me. I have been in school for about a year now. Um, I got another uh, uh, two and a half years to go. And I'm cruising right along. I will say that I'm very proud of my grades. I have a 3.7 GPA, so... 
Um, I am doing my best at it. But anyway, getting back to uh, the subject of the first book. Um, in the first book, it's kind of an idealistic view. And the reason, you know, that, that I look at this is because I'm taken back to a period. My grandmother was a quintessential prepper. And the reason I say this is because she didn't actually prepare for anything. Um, she just lived life. And for her, living during the time after the Depression, my uh, mother was born in 1945, which, you know, was wartime for us. Um, growing up during the Depression, my grandmother had a, a very stark reality of how things can be. The Depression might very well have been a, you know, something that would remember resemble an SHTF situation. And by SHTF, I'm going to throw that out there, it means shit has hit the fan. Um, things are not as we would ideally hope they were. Things are, are bad. Well, the reason that I wrote the book the way that I did is because moving into this type of a situation, back in the 1930s during the Great Depression, you know, I'm brought to this period often. My grandmother used to tell me stories about it um, before they had indoor plumbing when they used to, um, you know, do a lot to get their own food. <clears throat> Hunting, gardening, foraging, canning, drying, um, you know, other, other means of, of, she had a root cellar. Other means of acquiring food that did not include going to the grocery store. In a SHTF situation, the grocery stores are not going to be a place that you even want to be, let alone a place where you're going to find anything. It'll take exactly 72 hours for um, everything to be undone. Um, back then, a lot of houses, I mean, while electricity was pretty common, a lot of houses didn't even have electric yet. Some were too rural for the lines to have gone out there. Some houses did not have indoor plumbing. My grandmother did not have indoor plumbing. Um, she told me stories about running to the outhouse and, and you know, uh, heating up water on the wood stove to uh, give the kids a bath. <clears throat> These things, you know, were all commonplace for my grandmother. So when, and her family, so when the, I mean, they weren't very well off to begin with. And in all honesty, the Great Depression, it really affected more so, um, you know, the, the, the stock market crash. People with money, people who were so ingrained in the gadgets of the day, people who were so ingrained in the, in the societal aspects, the people who lived in the city, the urban people, the people who depended on the systems to bring them their water, their electric, their food was not grown, it was purchased because they had jobs to purchase it with. Um, before the Great Depression, many people were not well off. They, you know, they lived rurally, they provided for themselves, and they did not rely a whole lot on money. I, I, I think back to a favorite show of mine, Little House on the Prairie. I love this show. I have loved it since I was a kid. This show um, really shows you, I think, um, of course, it is, it is very idealistic. It is, you know, the loving parents and the, you know, everything is perfect and wonderful. It doesn't show the bad sides of things, at least not for the Ingalls family. <coughs> Excuse me. 
But it, it did show us that money was not something that they used a lot of. They would go into the general store with eggs and trade them out for other things that they needed, be it sugar or, or other things. They uh, would sell their wares at the store. It was, it was literally a trading post. While they did take money, oftentimes they would take goods in trade. And this is the barter system. So, you know, this, this type of system continued on well into the 30s, into, especially in the rural areas. Um, the Sears and Roebuck catalog was out, and, you know, when the money was made, you know, everybody get a new pair of shoes at the, at the you know, at the beginning of at fall before winter hit. People would get a new pair of shoes, especially the kids, because they would grow out of their shoes. They wouldn't get 85 pairs of shoes a year. It's important to note that they, you know, they may do. I remember running around barefoot in the dooryard all the time as a kid. You know, our feet were tough. Um, you know, you, you watch movies like Coal Miner's Daughter. I love that movie as well. Um, you know, the, just the story of a, of a rural Kentucky coal miner. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that's, that's pretty much a true story. I love the Loretta Lynn story. It's pretty much a true story. This is how things were back in that day. So when the Great Depression hit, a lot of people, while they were affected, things did change for them. Um, some people lost their farms and stuff, especially out in the Dust Bowl area, out in Oklahoma and such. It is, it is important to note that many people had it a little bit harder, but they weren't really all that affected. This is because they lived that proper lifestyle. This is because they were not so dependent on the system that they were affected when things, when a, a job loss came into play. Okay, so the money's less, but they didn't really have many bills to pay. So a lot of them, their job was to work on their, their farm or their homestead and sell the goods from their farm. Moving forward, I, I have a young lady that will be helping me do the show. She um, literally works from home. She's a stay-at-home mom. Her, her, you know, her significant other works. As a matter of fact, she works with us. Um, she literally makes money at home doing uh, crafts and such, and she sells them, and they're in high demand. She has found a way to earn money and be able to stay home and homeschool her daughter. I love this because this is an example of how we do not have to be that ingrained on the system. Um, in an SHTF situation, the things that we're going to be looking at is a loss of power. How will you fare without power? <clears throat> think about these things. These are some questions and some things to think about. How will you fare if the power grid goes down? I'm not talking about the world around you because the world around you is going to lose their mind. Without their iPhones, without, I mean, especially like in an, e, in an EMP or a CME situation. An EMP is an electromagnetic pulse and it knocks out electronics. And a CME is essentially the same thing, only it's a coronal mass ejection that... Um, has the same effect on the electronics as an EMP. An EMP is likely man-made. Uh, comes from the blasting of a the detonation of a nuclear weapon high in the atmosphere. It sends out an electro electromagnetic pulse that, in essence, fries your electronics. And it can even there is a there's a lot of contention as to how much of the electronics is going to be fried. But the the one thing that everybody seems to be in agreement with is that our power grid 
is so susceptible to the EMP or the CME that it will fry. Will your cars continue to work? Maybe. Maybe not. Will electronics continue to work? Our electronics are pretty frail these days. Um, it's a good possibility that none of them will work. So we know that the world around us is going to lose their mind if the power goes out. Think about the implications of the power going out. People say, oh, yeah, I'll just light a candle. Everything will be fine. Okay, well, you're going to light a candle. How is your food going to stay cold in the freezer? <clears throat> How much of your food is frozen? I have a freezer full of meat. What am I going to do with this freezer full of meat? Um, I have other food as well. I have backup food and stuff like this. But what am I going to do with a whole freezer full of meat that's going to go bad inside a week? I have to think about these things. You need to think about these. Now, I like it frozen right now. Um, I like being able to pull it out of the freezer and prepare my dinner. And I will leave it that way because this is my plan. The key is to consider what a SHTF situation is going to be. Now, as I discussed in the first book, I don't show them as struggling too terribly much. They are fairly prepared. They, are, they live rurally. They have a network of others around them that they regularly interact with. So, I mean, having some friends on Facebook that are preppers that you chit-chat with and share ideas with, they're not going to help you in an SHTF situation because those friends on Facebook, if it's a, you know an EMP or whatever and the power's out and the Internet's down, you will not be able to communicate with these people. If they are not people you meet with regularly, they are just friends, acquaintances that... <clears throat> are are now out of reach. I mean, I'm going to guarantee you, like me, I have I, some of them. I don't even know what state they live in, let alone where to find them. If I had to leave and go find them, I couldn't tell you where to find them. Good friends, people I talk to all the time, but we don't have that kind of a connection. We are not close enough. So you need to realize that in the first book, these people had a had a connection. They had a group of people that they met with regularly that they were able to, you know, create a cohesive group with. Will you run into issues? Very likely. There are differences of opinion. There are, there is always idiosyncrasies in the ways that people um, do things that will come into play here. And you're going to have to learn to work through that. So... You know, talking about an SHTF situation in the first book, like I said, I got a lot of criticism that it was too ideal. And indeed it was. I didn't want to throw the first one out there as, you know, just doom and, and everything's awful and here's our protagonist and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to give you, the reader, a real view of how things could be if you were even slightly prepared. But not only did I do that, in the back of the book there's a list of resources. The reason I wrote the book the way that I did is that I wanted the book to give you situations in which these gadgets and things you see on YouTube and in your Facebook groups and, and on these blog posts, you see them all, but they're not really put into practice. I wanted to give you a view of how these things would come in handy in an SHTF situation, and I've done so in both books. And then I have also placed in the back of the books a resource section that gives you the resource to where I found the information making use of these products. So I wanted the book to not only be a story, but I wanted it to be an educational resource um, 
for people to use. Am I the best writer? Probably not. But my story, I think, is easily readable. Um, some books read like stereo instructions with all the military jargon. And, and this is great. It's, it's definitely, you know, a way of writing books that, that brings the point across to people and also gives them the, the mechanical sense to everything. Um, but I wanted my book to be easily readable to the non-prepper. I didn't want to add too many acronyms in there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have too much um, emphasis on gadgetry and and uh, gun specs and and things like this. I I wanted it to be easily readable to even a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old to an older person. I I wanted it to be appealing to a wide, wide range of people because I felt like it was a good way to share the need for prepping um, with more people, um, making it um, a more uh, laid-back kind of a, a book. So I, in the prepper sphere of things, I've gotten some flack for the um, lack of serious, seriousness and ways and things like this. They say it's detrimental. But I feel like it's like when you're talking to, you know, say a new mother and, um, you know, she's, she's got the baby and she's, she's upset, you know, that uh, things are not going as she expected. Things are not idealistic. The, the baby's crying or maybe they have, you know, colic or something like this and she's frustrated and she doesn't know what to do. Well, you know, beating her over the head with the how to be a mother manual isn't going to help this frustrated mother. It isn't going to help this new mother who doesn't really know about these things. And this is my view in how I wrote the books, is that looking at it from like the new mother's perspective, you cannot just beat someone over, a head, over the head with a prepping book and say, do this, figure it out, get serious. First, they need to warm up to the idea of being prepared. They need to warm up to why they want to be prepared. There are certain steps and there are ways that we need to go about introducing people to prepping. It's not for everyone, um, although everyone should be doing it. Um, some people just can't see the need. They can't believe that the government will let things fall apart. However, many of us know that uh, when we look at things like Katrina and what happened in New Orleans afterwards, we, we know that indeed it does happen. So we need to take it upon ourselves to, to make sure that we are not reliant on the government that we can rely on ourselves so now you know the reason behind why I wrote the books go read them go to my website djcooper.co and you will find links to my books on there I highly recommend you read them um, first of all I would love some reviews on the books um, I have a couple of not so nice ones and um, I have some that are very 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 um, praiseful um, my, my reviews don't ever seem to be in the middle. They either seem to be horrible or wonderful. Um, I personally think um, that the books are a good read and they offer a perspective that many other books do not. And um, it's not just because I wrote them, um, but I did try to put it out there that way. So give them a read. This is not the By D's book show. If you don't want to read them, don't read them. I don't really care. I'm not in it to make money. I am in it to 
share my work with people. It's something that I love and enjoy. I make money every day when I go to work and climb that ladder. So, you know, it's it's more about they're priced reasonably so that, you know, uh, I, I want people to get it. I'm fixing to do a pre- free promo on them as well around the Christmas season. I want everybody to have the chance to get the books, the ebook anyway. Um, I will be doing a giveaway of some signed copies of the book. And um, I have some other things in the work that I'm looking at uh, for doing giveaways and such. Um, that's part of my next topic going into the format and the outline of the show. Um, I am looking for sponsors uh, for the first 90 days of the show. Uh, any sponsor can get 90 days free advertising just so that I can take a break. Um, I'm going to sit here and, and yammer on for about an hour. I need to stop for a minute, regroup from time to time, and uh, gather my thoughts. And I also need to get a drink um, because uh, I've been doing it, you know, during my little pauses. You guys will hear me take a moment to drink. But, you know, I need to take a moment to, to gather my thoughts and, and regroup. And I also want to split the show up a little differently than I've done in the past. I want to do 20-minute segments um, with or 18-minute segments or whatever they end up being with a couple of uh, sponsors, uh, like maybe two sponsors or so, breaking the show up. And then I can move into the next segment, which may or may not be part of the first segment. This gives me an opportunity to change track uh, without getting too far off a track because sometimes changing tracks is, is kind of difficult because you're still hung up in the, in the first thing that you were talking about. So that's why this first show, I'm just kind of trying to go over the format and not really getting in. It doesn't really have a topic other than the fact that it's the first recorded show. Um, So I'm looking for sponsors. Um, At any point when you come on, you'll have 90 days. 90 days of free advertising. Take advantage of it. I would like recorded advertising. If not, I will record one for you if you would just like to get your advertising out there. I will record one for you that I can play in the middle of this. Um, I, I am doing this for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the first is, the most important reason is I need a break in the programming to be able to gather my thoughts and stuff. But the second is, is that I want to get products out there that I can believe in. If you are trying to sell me Obamacare, Please do not contact me for free advertising. I will not put it on my show. Um, The products and things that I advertise on this show, that's another thing that I need to put out there. They need to be a product that I would endorse. If I will not endorse it, I I cannot advertise it on this show. I do not want to put out there for my listeners a bunch of advertising simply because... Um, you're going to pay me to put it on there because I've already told you it's not about money. It's about getting out there to my readers and my listeners. So um, I don't get paid anything to do this show. Although I'm probably going to throw a donation link up there to help me pay the costs of the uh, blog talk fees, to pay the costs of production, to pay uh, the costs of websites and, and things like this, to just, you know, just to try to offset it a little bit. It does get a little expensive sometimes. But anyway, first 90 days, but it has to be a product that I would endorse. A product or, you know, uh, uh, if you want to advertise your show, you want to advertise your, your, your blog or something like this, hey, I'm all about it. I'm not trying to corner the market here, guys. 
if you have another show and you want me to throw a, a plug out there for you, I'm all for it. I will do so in a heartbeat. I have already plugged um, Prepper Broadcasting. I'm a huge fan. Go there. American Prepper Network has been wonderful to me. Uh, they definitely put out a, a, a very high-quality um, uh, programming and also a wonderful blog. I read it all the time. Um, also, you know, another one I'd like to throw out there that I listen to all the time is uh, the Survival Podcast and the Prepper Podcast. Um, wonderful, wonderful shows. Love them. Love them. So if, if any of these things you want 90 days free, uh, just contact me. You can, um, as in most ways, go to survivingdystopia.com. There are, uh, there's a contact page. You can contact me that way. And, or you can email me directly at djcooper.author at gmail.com. And uh, I will attend. It's easier to go through the contact because my author, um, my author email is so full at this point in time that I have a hard time getting through it. So I'm going to actually set up a separate email moving forward for this show because I want to make sure that I'm able to uh, communicate with you and I don't miss anything in all of the all of the different things that come through. If you were to go through the contact link on the survivingdystopia.com, um, it's going to provide me a much more uh, visual means to identify it as a show email. Um, also, uh, something else uh, that we we want to uh, we want to touch base on is you can contact me. Uh, if you have questions, if you have show ideas, if you if you want to be on the show, if you want to be a guest, um, by all means, let's let's get together. Let's do this. We will do it uh, over the phone. I can do it through Blog Talk and record it that way. We can do it through a phone, um, a telephone interaction. Um, so anything uh, that if you have ideas, if you have suggestions, if you just want to comment. If I will be getting comment section put up, and I am looking towards getting a a chat room going for the when the live show comes out. So um, you know, moving forward, I'm I'm hoping to implement a lot of things uh, to to bring people together, to bring suggestions out there, to to maybe add to areas where I may be lacking. I, I may forget to mention something, and and I, you know, I really value the input, and the interaction from the listeners. So, you know, hey, if you say, hey, I hate your show, you know, I, I, I really just can't stand your show because of da-da-da-da-da. Please tell me, you know, I'm not one of these people. I do not have a, um, I, I do not have, I, I have thick skin. I, I, I do not bruise easily. You should see some of the scathing comments I've gotten about my books. I, I still believe in them. And I still actively, well, that's why I went to school. Okay, you hate the way I write? Okay, let me go to school, let me learn. I am not someone who is just going to take it to heart and give up. I am someone who's going to take it to heart and try to make improvements. So if you see a way that it can be improved, by all means, throw it out there. And uh, I don't even care how you throw it out there. Just, just toss it out there. Uh, give me the feedback. I'm all about the feedback. Also... Um, I am actively seeking writers for the blog. If you would like to uh, be a contributor on the blog, there is a link on the blog. Um, again, it is survivingdystopia.com. 
and it says write for us and it gives you the structure and the outline as to how uh, you can write uh, get your articles out there on surviving dystopia um, if you put them out there I will uh, help you um, I expect that you're going to throw the blog out there I expect that you're going to advertise it and help us uh, increase our readership. Um, by increasing the readership of Surviving Dystopia, you are also increasing the readership of your own blog. Um, if you want to do link backs, I can do that as well. You want me to throw something on my blog that links back to your blog? Hey, I'm all about it. As long as it's a blog or a show that I would endorse. Um, if you, There are a couple out there. And, and I am not going to name them because that's not what I do. Um, there are a couple out there that I would not endorse. I have my reasons for it. Uh, it might be the background of the uh, author or the blogger or the show host. Um, it might be um, it might be a, a poor information. It might be. A number of reasons why I will not endorse a show or a blog. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad information. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is um, a bad person. I'm not going to say that. I simply will not endorse it. Um, so anything that goes out there is something that I would need to uh, be ready to endorse. And there, there are a couple out there that I will not. I will not tell you which ones I will not endorse, but I will absolutely showcase those I do. So, I'm not here to put down another prepper. I feel like anyone who is getting the information out there is doing a good thing. And I am absolutely willing to share that good thing. I am in competition with no one. So, if you would like to write for us, feel free to, to throw your, your two cents out there. That would be one of those moments I just had to stop and take a drink. Um, I, I would love to hear from you. So any and all communication is welcome. Uh, just just toss it out there and give it to me. Um, the show's format, I hope to be about an hour long. I am also um, actually seeking advertisement for the blog as well. So if you want to do a block advertisement on the blog um, I am doing those as well uh, free at uh, 30 day increments if after 30 days you're not getting a link back then we will let it run a little bit longer I realize that the blog may not have the high nice truck nice truck going by now you can tell I am truly driving down the highway in traffic as I record this um, I, my desire is before a advertiser is required to pay um, that we make sure that it is going to be a, a, a fruitful endeavor for them. Like I said, it's not about the money. While I would like it to, to be monetized, I would like it to help me pay the bills of the blog and the show and the other things like that. Um, and I would, be, I would love to be able to move into doing this and, and, and having the option to write uh, my books and things full time and and sharing this information and, and being an active part of the, the prepping community I'm also working at building a homestead and things, I'm a busy girl 
I would love to have this be able to help me um, to do these things better. I'm not all about it. Um, where I was going with this is, um, if you are an advertiser, I do ask for one thing in return for the free advertising. I ask for a promotional code, a coupon code, uh, that I can pass out to my listeners and to my readers on the blog. Um, I would like you to provide me, in exchange for this free advertising, a, a promotional code for for my listeners and my readers so that they can, they can get a benefit of, of per, perhaps maybe 10 or 20% off or a certain dollar or free shipping or, you know, whatever promotional code you would like to throw out there for my readers and my, and my listeners. Uh, if you are looking to, uh, you know, use, utilize the free advertising option, uh, to help me out and give me short breaks. Um, also, um, this will allow us also to track whether or not my readers and my listeners are interested in purchasing the products, are interested in viewing the products. Um, uh, I will put a click back from my, my site. Um, you know, we'll put a, a HTML a small square ad on the site, which will tell you where the clicks came from. Most websites will track this, uh, where there was an originating website. Um, this, uh, will allow you to track whether or not the people are clicking over to your website. And, uh, you know, I feel that this is valuable in establishing whether or not a certain advertising is something that is not only for you as the advertiser, but for me as well, uh, to be able to put out there stuff that my readers and my listeners are going to want to see. Um, to me, it's important that people are, are given items, given choices of things that are relevant to them, things that they find that will be useful to them. And if, you know, we're talking about a product or a service or something that people are just not finding useful, why waste your time or theirs? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much not the, um, Hey, I'll just take it cause somebody's going to pay me to put it on my site. Uh, I'm not about that. Also, products. I would love, and I have a couple of people that would love, to review products. Um, if you have a product that you would like to have reviewed, and I will review it both in blog, on YouTube, and on the show. So you will get print, uh, radio, and uh, video, YouTube, reviews of your product. If you would like to send a product for review... Again, contact me through the Surviving Dystopia contact link and let me know that you would like to have a product reviewed. I would be glad to do so. Two things that you need to know here. If I love the product, everybody in the world is going to know that I love the product. The second thing is if I hate the product, I am not going to post your review. Um, there's a reason for this. I am going to give you my review but I am not going to post it out there. I am not looking. I am not a food critic. I am not out there looking to put down a product. It just may not be a product for me or my users, uh, the people that I have review it. I will not be the sole reviewer. I will tell you this. You will get reviews by no less than two people. 
uh, usually three. Um, they're going to be a, a combined uh, view of these reviews, and we're going to give you both likes and dislikes. Um, is it going to be a, oh, hey, I love this product, buy it, review? No, it isn't. It's going to, it's going to review a few different aspects of the, of the product. It's going to review the value of the product. Uh, price versus usefulness. Is it something that if I put it in my bug out bag, it's going to be something that I can't live without because it's costing me $30? Or is it going to be one of these things that I put in my bug out bag because it's lightweight, it costs me $3, and I may use it? Um, so the value is definitely going to be one of the aspects that I review. Um, another thing that I would be reviewing is the um, usability of the product. Am I going to use the product? If I put it in my bug out bag or if I add it to my preps, is this going to be something that I am going to use once during a year that I am, I am experiencing a SHTF situation? Or is this going to be a product that I am going to use every day? Is it something that I, I might find useful or handy um, this is the the usability aspect of the product I am also going to look at durability is the product going to hold up because in an SHTF situation I can't run out and buy another one so it's important that the product be durable enough um, or is it a one-time use product is this something that we're going to look at from a one-time use situation we're talking about like um, your take for example the lights you know you snap them you shake them the glow lights things that work I'm going to look at how long did it stay glowing how bright did it get um, product you know uh, value is it is it a good value did I pay 50 cents a piece for these or did I pay three dollars a piece for these because lord knows I can go to the dollar store and buy some subpar product that's going to work albeit maybe for only a short time which might be good because maybe I don't want to leave a glowing trail behind me. Um, I want it to only work for a short time and then be discardable. So, um, or maybe I want it to work for a long time because I do want to leave a glowing trail behind me. So, um, these are all aspects that we're going to review. Um, ease of use is going to be another one. Is it going to be something that takes a rocket scientist to set up? Or is it something that I'm going to be able to whip out of my bug out bag, set up in two minutes, and it is going to start collecting me water? Um, or whatever the case may be. Um, these, these are important factors in the review of the product. If everything that I come across with the product shows that it is subpar, um, I'm not going to put it on there. I'm not going to review your product. Um, I will not return the product. This is something that you need to understand. All people, you in order to have your product reviewed, you will ship it to me. I will review the product, and um, the product may be used in a giveaway. If I like it, it's not brand new. It's going to be used. I used it. This is a product that has been reviewed. Um, you're going to ship me the product. I'm going to review the product. Even if I hate the product, I am not going to send that product back to you, and I am not going to pay for the product. So please understand that, you know, the product is an exchange for my review. Whether or not I keep it or give it away or whatever I do with it from there is my prerogative. But I just needed you to understand that I will not be returning it. And 
will not be purchasing. So, now that we have gotten past all of the things that need to be known, these will all be outlined on the blog moving forward. Um, there is going to be a, um, a section in there about advertising and product review and uh, communication. I'm going to put all of this out there, but I want to throw it out there at the beginning show. Hopefully everybody goes back, even if you come into the show six months from now and you, you see it. I'm always going to be plugging this first show, telling you, go back and have a listen to what, what I'm all about on the show, where I'm coming from, and what is going on here. Um, I recently listened to a show that uh, was on um, the Survival Podcast. And he really inspired me with the show. It had nothing to do with prepping. I'm going to tell you what. It had nothing to do. I mean, it did, but not really. And he talked about leadership. And he talked about um, being self, being self-leadership. Um, making yourself, you, you, you may be all alone, but you are self-leading. And um, this was an important show to me. And I do intend to be posting a link on survivingdystopia.com of this show because I think everybody needs to listen to this show. This was a wonderful show. It was really inspiring for me. And, and it gave me a, a sense of direction in where I was going. If you know my life, and, and a lot of you that have listened to my other shows know where I'm coming from and what I do. But when you think about my everyday life, I get up in the morning. And I do a little bit of schoolwork. My schoolwork is done online because obviously I work full time. And I have my shows going on and my blogs where I have so much stuff going on that sometimes I need to multitask. So my schoolwork is done online. I go to Southern New Hampshire University and um, I get up in the morning and I have my coffee where I do part of my schoolwork. I may do some reading. I may do a blog post. I may do, I do a little bit of something. I, I dedicate an hour each morning to my schoolwork. Um, while I have my coffee. I pack up my stuff, I hop in the car, and I head to work, where I work a five to six generally hour day. The good part is my son owns the company, I can come and go as I please, which oftentimes I need to do. So I will go work five, six, seven, eight hours, depending, sometimes it'll be more. This is a seven day a week schedule though. I don't necessarily work Monday through Friday. I may not work a Monday, but I'm on, working on a Sunday. Um, you never know where, where the day may bring me. So I get up in the morning, I do about an hour's worth of schoolwork, I go to work, and then I try to get back to the house before my boyfriend's son comes home. He's an 11-year-old um, boy who is full of more energy, and if I could figure out how to bottle it, I think that I would be in great shape. So from the time that I managed to get him into homework, after-school homework program, which gives me until 6 o'clock in the evening to get some things done. Oftentimes, I will work on my book. I will work on my blog. I will work on schoolwork. Sometimes, I will just sit there and put my feet up and drink a cup of tea. Um, but, you know, the point is, is that I have, from the time I get back... Now, understand, I have an hour, a little over an hour, hour and a half drive each day, each way, to work. So, I have a lot of time on my hands one of these things will be spent during the recorded segment of the blog, recording the blog. Uh, another one might be just trying to get through traffic without killing someone. 
At 10 o'clock, the young man goes to bed, and my time is mine. At that point in time, I usually have dishes to do. I have things to do. You know, during the time that he's home from 6 o'clock on, I have, you know, supper to make and, and other things to do, that, that uh, a laundry and miscellaneous other things that keep me occupied. Um, the key here is that um, I am never stopped moving. I go to bed probably about midnight. I am back up at 6.30 in the morning when I wake the young man up for school and then begin to do my schoolwork again. Um, each day, my schedule goes like this. So squeezing things in for me um, sometimes can get kind of hectic. Sometimes the book will lag. Sometimes, And I'm writing two books at the same time. Oh, getting back to that, the reason why I am writing more than one book at the same time is because... Um, well, that must have sounded good. The reason why I'm writing more than one book at the same time is because I'm multitasking. For my creative writing class, I had to write a short story. Um, I wrote about 10 pages in this short story, which is also the beginning of the novella, which is the character, um, the story of the character Rita uh, from, my, from my series. And um, I was wanting to get her story out there as well as the third book. So I used this opportunity... Um, to get the first part of this story written, and I, I am actually using it as my class project as well, which um, is allowing me to multitask these things. And if I can write segments of my book and use it as my schoolwork, I, I try to do this. This is how complicated things get sometimes um, for me. And this is why I struggled also to get the live show uh, going. So this is why we have moved into a recorded format for now. Um, until I can get things a little bit more structured and scheduled. Um, the show is closing in on an hour now, and so I, uh, I just want to throw a few last-minute comments out there. Um, the first one is that always prepare. Always be thinking about how your daily life is preparing you for an SHTF situation. What things do you do in your daily life that you could turn into an SHTF preparation? Uh, one of the things that I was doing is usually on in one direction or the other of my travels, I will listen to someone else's podcast. Um, you can utilize the time if you have a long travel period. You can utilize, utilize that time to be listening to a podcast. Um, you know, grab some news, grab a podcast. Um, uh, see what see what kind of things you might be able to learn. Utilize that time uh, to to better yourself to learn something new. Also, um, when you're shopping, always when you're out there and you're shopping, you catch a good sale on pasta. Grab two extra, throw them into your preps. But always remember, in your preps, one big thing: rotate. Rotate that stock. And you know what? Don't throw spam into your preps because you feel like it's a great product if you are never in a million years going to eat that can of spam. You may eat it starving, but why do you have to hate life because... Wow. Some lady just about hit a pole. Why do you need to hate life in an SHTF situation? My goal is to teach you to not just survive, but to thrive. Um, if you're not going to eat spam, don't store spam. If you love tuna, throw a can of tuna under there. If you love turkey, learn to can turkey. 
learn to can beef. Learn to make soups and can these things up so that you can put them away. But one important thing is to remember to always rotate your stock. That is one of the most important things that I cannot share enough. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to a prepper who has said that half of their preps have gone out of date. Can I still use them? Well, yes, you can still use them, but they have oftentimes um, some things you cannot. Sometimes your cans just go bad. But, um, you know, oftentimes like bugs will invade, um, you know, maybe that a can will get punctured or dented and it will blow up and, and bad things will happen to it. Um, always rotate. If you're rotating your stock, you, that's, this is where stocking things that you would eat on a regular basis comes in handy because these things that you stock, you use and you just add to your stocks behind the, the stuff as you're using it, you're stocking it as well. Ideally, you want to get three to six months put away. Um, if the SHTF was happened today, none of us have gardens. We haven't put away things. You cannot grow enough to eat. You are str- going to struggle through the winter and many won't survive. This is why you need a minimum of three months supplies put up. It's imperative I mean, I got a lot of stuff in the freezer. It's coming into winter. If I had to, I could store it outside. It's going to stay frozen. This is where uh, the freezer stuff will come in handy. If it's the heat of summer and SHTF happens, I'm going to be cooking and canning and drying my butt off to try to salvage this meat. I am going to be potting it. I'm going to be using all of the systems that I can use to preserve this meat that was used back in the day. I cannot emphasize enough to learn some of these things. One of the number one things you're going to learn from me is that um, while I do promote storing items and getting the things that are necessary for you to um, be able to, to be prepared, one of the number one things that I am, that I am always adamant about is knowledge and education. Educate yourself. Okay. You see a deer out in the woods, but if you've never hunted you've never done it before how are you going to process these deer what if you hit the intestines what if you ruin the meat you know you're going to be eating some really nasty meat educate yourself one of the biggest reasons why I say educate yourself is your preps are never safe flood comes tornado comes robbers come you know bad guys come and they take them from you but the one thing they cannot take from you is the knowledge to gain more the knowledge to survive So, you know, the one thing that I cannot emphasize enough is knowledge. Gain that knowledge, gain that education. And in doing so, you set yourself up as being independent, as being able to take care of yourself. Even if you just walk out with the clothes on your back, you're going to find a way to do it because you have educated yourself in the means to create or obtain Boy, I could not find a word to save my life. Obtain the items that you need. So, you know, the the number one thing that I always advocate is education. So this is where listening to blog uh, uh, podcasts while you're going to work comes in handy. I learn something every day when I'm listening to others' podcasts, things I didn't even think about. I'm going to try to share as many of these things with you as I can. In this show, I will be tackling a topic and... um, I will try to get as in-depth as I can. Some topics, they may require more than one show. Some topics, I may stuff two or three of them into a show. Um, I'm going to go over some DIY products. These things 
Um, I'm also going to put out in YouTube and Facebook Live videos. Um, we're going to show, uh, you know, some of the, the ways to do the DIY. Um, I'm also going to talk about ways that you can incorporate preps into your everyday life. I'm going to talk about ways to save money to add to your preps. I'm going to talk about ways that you can uh, recycle, reuse, and repurpose. Ways for you to disguise or otherwise hide. I'm going to talk about things such as operational security. I'm going to talk about communications. I'm going to talk about groups. I'm going to talk about survival, preparedness, um, personal goals. Um, I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, the roles of fiction, movies, things like this. I'm going to have some guests on that uh, are, are also writers, fiction writers. I'm going to um, attempt to maybe, maybe I'll review movies. Maybe we'll go over a list of, of good movies to watch. And um, I love watching um, TV and movies that um, show us ways that we can learn. Um, because they, they give us a visual means. Uh, some people are tactile. They need to learn doing things hands-on. Some people read. Some people are visual. Um, I am a, a big advocate of learning things in all the different mediums. So um, I, am, I have reached my hour, uh, actually gone over by a little bit, and I'm, I'm endeavoring to try to keep these shows at about an hour. I could probably yammer on for another half hour or so, but after a while I think it just gets boring. So I'm trying really hard to keep these shows at an hour or less. Um, I'm going to be doing some mini shows as well that will supplement and go in. Even when we go into a live format, I'm going to be throwing some mini 30-minute shows out there for those 30-minute commutes, those ones where you may uh, not be able uh, to listen to a whole hour show. So um, that's about all I have for now. Um, uh, definitely hit me up on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as uh, I am DJ Cooper, uh, author. on Author DJ Cooper, I think it might be under Facebook. If you just Facebook search it, you'll find me DJ Cooper. Um, my blue hair sticks out like, you know, a sore thumb. Um, find me on Twitter, DJ Cooper 2015 uh, is my Twitter name. Uh, find me in, um, in my website, djcooper.co. Or you can uh, go on over to the blog at survivingdystopia.com. And there is link backs there to my website. And all my social media is on these as well. Um, hook up with me. Join up with me in some of the groups I'm in. Um, I'm looking to get a Surviving Dystopia group going where we can throw updates, uh, toss back and forth. I'm going to be doing a chat on Facebook as well. Uh, like an after show, I, I picked that up and I'm stealing it from a, a fellow uh, podcaster and blogger. Um, I feel like this is a good way to connect with people, so I feel like we can do an after show maybe. Once we move into the live format, we'll do an after show. Uh, maybe it'll be on Facebook or maybe it'll be in another medium. But definitely wanting to do um, an after show that will... Um, you know, give you the opportunity to comment and chat with others about the show and ways that maybe we can improve it, things that we may have forgotten, things moving forward, shows that we might want to do, uh, also things like that. Uh, when I go into the live format, I'll also be going live Facebook. I'll be doing Facebook live for every live podcast when I get into the live mode. So if you can't listen on Blog Talk, you can uh, participate and chat with me 
uh, in, in Facebook Live as well. I want to get it out there to as many mediums as possible so that people, you know, can be engaged because ultimately the goal is education. Um, I'm looking forward to the holidays like I'm sure everyone else is. You have a great holiday season and uh, I'll be putting another uh, podcast out in another day or two. And we will pick a topic and start talking about it. I'm going to guarantee you the one closest and dearest to my heart is going to be the one I've been trying to do uh, for quite some time now. I want to talk about recycling and repurposing and ways that you can utilize products around the home and changing them into a, a multifaceted usefulness. And I'm going to talk about that moving forward. So y'all have a great uh, holiday season. And moving forward, I hope to hear from many of you. And also, um, one other minor little thing to throw out there. If you hop in and uh, want to, if you want to call in and be a guest and you want to say things that are derogatory or unkind, understand that this is my show and I will shut you off. Um, so uh, moving forward, if once we move into the live format, um, if you are a caller, and, you, and, and I encourage all callers to call in, even if we have differing views, but if you become abusive or otherwise unlikable, I'm going to cut you off. I'm just going to hit the off button and end it. So uh, remember to always be respectful. If you are in the group, then and you are being disrespectful to others in the group, I'm going to delete you and block you from the group. I have that power, and I will do it. We will at all times be respectful of others, and we will at all times um, remember that not all of us are on the same page. We are not going to agree on every point, but we are going to agree to discuss it respectfully. On that note, I'm going to let everybody go, and I'm going to wish you all a happy holiday season. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 